0: begin transmission hello everybody it is star raptor here and i'm joined by milton and ben for another episode of outer rim transmission on episode 51 we're going to get into a little bit of a discussion talking about some stories of luke skywalker because that stemmed my interest in that topic when i read shadow of the sith brand new novel coming out from um christopher uh adam christopher that is so we're going to talk about that we also have some lego news and another casting news announcement for the mandalorian season three so we're going to get into all that this week make sure you go ahead hit a thumbs up on the video if you enjoyed it as well subscribe to the channel for more and you can also listen to us on apple apple cast we got google podcast and a bunch of other services and if you're watching this you're like why is he riding a speeder bike in stasis well yeah i'm having some technical <laughs> difficulties so you're gonna just have to stare at my picture from star wars celebration 2019 this week until hopefully i figure out the kinks next week this is what he what happens when you start messing with obs settings and then you just lose everything so hopefully i'll get that fixed but that's enough for me how's everybody doing this week
1: I'm good man. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Um you know, I am excited for this episode. We have a lot of good things to talk about tonight, so let's
2: get into it. yeah, same here. it's gonna be it's gonna be a great episode. I think uh you know we have a really fun topic to talk about, and there's plenty to talk about for that topic.
0: All right, so getting into it, our week at Star Wars, what was up with you, Milton? So, obviously, you know, with what we're talking about
1: tonight, my week in Star Wars has been listening to some old Legends books. Um, I think I mentioned it last week in our other uh, episode that the legacy of the Force audiobooks have been my favorite Legends books of all time. I feel like they should be canon. Hopefully, in the near future, they will be. But I've been listening to book number one, which I believe is Bloodline, which is an awesome story about Jason and Jaina Solo and Ben Skywalker and... The Galactic Alliance and the New Republic. It's so good. So right now I'm almost done with that. Looking forward to book number two in that series.
0: All right. Hitting us with the Legends once again. Yeah, I could depend on on Milton and Ben to fill me in on that aspect of Star Wars. Because <laughs> as we know, I'm not
2: super well versed in it. All right. A legend legends books are always a lot of fun. Um it's great. It's gonna be great hearing like your feedback uh, more and more on a Milton as you like read re-read them and re-check them out or re-listen to them like that'll be nice. Um, you know, and then for me, for my weekend stars, it wasn't nothing too crazy really. Um, other than just seeing just uh you know getting some interesting almost little headcanon. So I'm sure uh, many of our viewers and listeners have heard of Star Wars theory. Well he went over a video earlier he went over, had a video earlier in the week. Where he opened up the old Kenobi book that's not, no longer canon anymore. It's a legends book. And the cool part about that book is he found a paragraph in it where Obi Wan is reminiscing in his hut on Tatooine. And he was thinking basically about, like, uh, you know, just his past and everything. And the reason he ended up choosing the name Ben in that old book was because Satine used to call him that. So, like, I thought that was just a cool little kind of, like, headcanon thing that he discovered. It's like, oh, that's a cool thing, you know, just to, uh, you know, sure, It's there's really no canon explanation to my knowledge right now. So, it's like, that's kind of a cool little headcanon thing just to put in there, like, oh, that's that's why Obi-Wan's name Ben.
0: Yeah, it's really cool because it's interesting about... It's, it's always a normal name, right? Ben is such a normal name in Star Wars, right? It's an earthy name. So it's like, huh, you got Obi-Wan. How the heck does it become Ben? <laughs> why is it Ben? I mean, I, ne-
1: I never understood why they picked that normal name. However, it, it does fit him if you know the character of, of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ben Kenobi. So it, it works. Uh, I mean, they, they could have gone with some weird, bizarre Star Wars name, but... Ben Kenobi seems to be a great alias
0: for him at the time.
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And as far as me or, or as far, yeah, as far as I'm concerned here, uh, sorry, uh, if I'm stumbling, I'm trying to do settings at the same time for those of you wondering what's going on with him <laughs> today. I'm like trying to <laughs> multitask a little bit because I think there's a way I could actually figure out how to get me in here. Um, So I will talk real quick, and then I'll leave it to you guys so you can kind of take up the the speech here so I can figure this out. I I think I have an idea to fix it. Um, Talking about why this is all happening tonight, I decided that I want to try to maybe start streaming more of The Old Republic. And, well, that led to a can of worms where I was like, okay, I got to change my settings because my game capture is looking like it's like a slideshow. Then I figured out, oh, I have to change this. Oh, I have to change that. Oh, it's looking better. Oh, it went back and it regressed and everything else. So I had a lot of fun from the Star Wars The Old Republic that I have played, but I'll be honest, I spent more time just flustered with uh, changing settings. I'm like, okay, maybe I need a capture card if I'm going to try to do this because whether or not it's the video card or something, who knows? But besides that, I um, was also organizing a lot of my room as far as figuring out okay, I have to put all these comics that I've collected that I've just kind of put in a stack over like uh, literally months now. And I had this huge stack of uh, probably about 50 comics. And I was like, all right, I got to do something with these. So I sat there and I organized. And I had to put some in storage. I had to make another box up for like the store of the comics, like the long box. Put more books on my shelf in the box so I could put more of the newer books on there because at the rate it's going, that entire shelf was going to be High Republic books, because I showed you guys a picture, and it was literally 10 books, and it's only been going on for a year, not to mention all the comics and everything else. So, Alright, that, that, that last shelf in the, sh- in the bookshelf is basically a dedicated High Republic shelf, um, and then eventually I'll, I'll get another bookcase or do something with it, but for now, most of my books are in copier boxes, so that was really my Star Wars week right there. <laughs> nice
1: yeah i remember mean, we, we got that picture and like i said that's a legit collection you know you're on top of it better than me so i'm not really good at the whole new or i guess the high republic yet
0: yep 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 so yeah so we're gonna get into it as i said um this week we have a couple things that came out uh, we have star wars darth vader issue number 21 and we have dr raffer issue number 19 so i have my reviews for those on the channel and kind of getting into the precursor of what our discussion will be um star wars.com put out a new excerpt the first excerpt for star wars shadow of the sith written by adam christopher this one's coming out i believe in the beginning of june so the idea with the story is it's like an adventure in between return of the jedi in between the events of force awakens where we have lando we have luke and they're mm. kind of going searching for Exegol, kind of like that story That's the story we heard about in uh, what is it, the, the Rise of Skywalker? We were hearing about, oh, yeah, Luke started yep. to find this place and he kind of gave up or whatever happened. So, this is that story. So, they gave us a really cool excerpt, very long excerpt, I will say. It's probably an entire chapter of Luke at the Seeing Stone on Tython. Yes, that, that same location from. Uh, the, the episode 6 of season 2 of the Mandalorian that, that Grogu was on he was on that same place, it must be like a vergence in the force or power because he was able to actually, he's had visions up until this point about Exegol he didn't know it was called Exegol but then when he went to the sightseeing stone so I guess it was able to amplify the power through the force so right. the way it's described is almost like something from like the last Jedi where in this, this could strengthen the last Jedi a little bit because he actually like does, like, a force projection to Exegol. And he's, like, on that planet. It's described exactly as we would see it. Very dark, lightning hitting the surface, cracks in the surface. And then he's set upon by these, like, nine, like, force apparition ghosts that have, like, red lightsabers and are in cloaks. It kind of reminded me of, like, the Nazgul from Lord of the Rings or something. and. Well, Luke is fighting these things like it's insane. He's got his green lightsaber, but yeah, again, like his body is back on, on Tython, but he feels like he's physically there on Exegol, and he's fighting these things, and he's like literally like slashing them for like lethal blows, and his saber just goes right through him, and it just like collates into like dust. Like it's these things are impossible to kill, and it's and it 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 goes on for a while, like a while that he's fighting these things. And next thing you know there's there's a cloaked figure that arrives with a blue lightsaber and this thing just like takes out I'm pretty sure it just makes the the force like creature things cultists like run away and then okay. and then and then Luke looks at him and it's freaking Anakin Skywalker. Like Anakin Skywalker appeared on Exegol in a force ghost manner to help his son fight off these like dark side manifestations or something and i and luke's i forget exactly what luke said to it but i was like holy crap like this is the kind of like stories i was hoping to get from luke for a long time like we always wanted to see like what that would be that conversation between anakin and luke and it it looks mm. like this book if it keeps you know if it goes the way that this chapter went it's going to be pretty much an essential star wars story right right well, no i here's...
1: i agree like it's go, go ahead ben
2: <laughs> so what i was thinking with that like i, I mean i'm sure Milton's probably thinking or you, both of you might be thinking along the same lines as me what you just described right there chris was better luke than we got in the entire sequel trilogy like that that sounds so much cooler luke these sith forced ghost things anakin like all these things like that's so cool like like that type of stuff like why not give us that like that just sounds awesome to me.
0: Yeah. I like I, I don't know, but I mean think about it. like that's something that we've been waiting for. And they just put it in a book. I'm like, holy crap, like this is pretty big.
1: Yeah. And and this is where, you know, I, I cut all cut out there for a minute, but I know where Ben was going. But it's like there there are books where Anakin and Luke had conversations post Return of the Jedi, and I believe the one trilogy, and this is tied into our whole podcast, is the Dark Nest trilogy. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yep. It's whenever it's like the Unseen Queen, the Swarm War, and something else. But I'm pretty sure Luke sees like holograms of like his dad, his mom, and all that type of stuff, and. I know Leia has a conversation with Anakin at one point, and it's like, man, we needed that in the movies Mm. just to to validate all the trilogies together. Um, And after... I I read part of this excerpt. It was really good. I need to finish it. I actually probably will get this book on audio eventually. I do want to know about Exegol more and more about Luke's journeys. I think that's what we're all missing when it comes to Star Wars over the past eight to seven years since Disney has bought them, what
2: has Luke been doing for those 30 years? Well, I think, I think the good part about like you, you saying that Milton is the fact that when it comes to Luke now, you know, now like, you know, like we kind of gave credit on last week's podcast, you know, I can give credit where credit is due. You know, they Star Wars has been correcting a lot of their kind of, like say from the fans' view, kind of mistakes or missteps they had, you know, on their formatting of the sequel trilogy. So now they're using a lot of the out, out basically outsourced material like the books and the shows, like the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett to strengthen Luke's character and strengthen this timeline. So I uh it gives me a lot of hope that we're gonna be getting a lot more of Luke. Because as as we discussed before, when it comes to Mando and Boba, why else would you put all that time and effort into making the digital Luke when, you know, uh, with that if you don't if you're not going to use him more? Like I think I think it's all leading to Luke being um, a main part in say, you know, uh, as as like Kathleen Kennedy and all of them alluded to like these Mandalorian shows are leading up to some type of event or whatever. So maybe Luke is going to be involved in that, and you know it'll be like your big kind of avengers endgame mashup and luke is going to be like basically like the iron man for endgame without dying of course because he lives on but you know he's going to be kind of like the iron man for that thing
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. real quick update i got my video cam working um i know you guys can't see me in skype because i had to turn off my camera because you can only use your camera in one instance so i had to use it on obs and it's working fine so nice. for those of you listening, if you want to go back and, and watch me actually talk, I'm there now. I magically appeared. Um, so there <laughs> we go. I do want to send a an acknowledgement over to our chat room. We got Chris Forsyth and we got Dark Nerdy Gonzo hanging out, talking Star Wars with us. And you guys can do the same. Just get on to uh, YouTube.com slash StarRaptor and join in. And you could always send us a comment after the fact. Of course, let you know. Let us know about the show so besides the awesome excerpt we got a really cool image of the cover for shadow of the sith it's got lando it's got luke and it's got a very mysterious and i think they actually acknowledge that this is actually a sith character they actually said it in the description like it's like a sith character so that that's very intriguing like okay we have sith that we don't know about apparently
2: well, I mean, it actually, go, go, ahead, go, go on, me. go on. Oh, okay. I was going to say real quick, maybe, maybe some of these potential characters are going to be in the Mandoverse just to throw that out there.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I feel like this book is way, I mean, yeah, they could do that, but the book is probably way too far out. Um, I believe the book takes place like maybe 10 years before Force Awakens, something like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, so that would right. mean this oh, is yeah, like 15 true. years after Mando first, I think, relatively. Um, yeah. Roughly. I'm,
1: yeah, look, I'm, I'm not surprised that there would be new characters introduced in a sense of like dark side users or even, I wouldn't say Sith Lords, I'll say dark side users or villains. Yeah. Just because um, Luke, Luke had to have had some type of challenge over that 30 years. I mean, there has always been a threat to the Jedi trying to rebuild those their, their, their legacy, their religion, you know, so someone had, I mean, the force doesn't just evaporate, you know, so someone had to have tapped into the dark side of the force. I would assume this and try to bring as, as dark side would say, you know, go back to the old ways and, you know, try to wipe out the Jedi again. So, I mean, it's, I'm not surprised. I'd be curious to see who they use. Maybe it's a setup up for Snoke. Maybe it's a set up for Palpatine. Who knows? Because clearly, as we know, Palpatine has been around. It's just those characters didn't know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Dark Nerdy Gonzo say Disney Canada is, is uh just let's patch up the plot holes from the cinema. <laughs> He's not wrong.
1: I mean, I, listen, look, dark, dark 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 Nerdy Gonzo is not wrong on that, and. This is where I think a lot of frustration comes in from fans when they talk about when when are we going to move away from this timeline. And part of it is I I still like the timeline. There's a lot of story to tell. But I think because of how the movies played out, it's like we already know the end game. So you have to try to fix the movies because not everyone's receptive to them. Mm. Like that's what they're doing. I mean Mandalorian and and, uh, Boba Fett has made us love Luke more because it's like, oh, they're doing Luke right even though he wasn't yeah. done well in the in the sequel trilogy in most people's opinion now there are people out there that love Luke Skywalker in the sequels and i respect them for that however well, well, the, a yeah, loud majority do not like the way they, they did Luke Skywalker in those movies so now they're trying to fix him in books they're trying to fix him in in
2: shows you know so it's it's just being real here oh 100% like i i agree on every single one of those points you just made milton when it comes to Luke, you know, they're just trying to basically kind of have a makeup with the fans. Like, hey, sorry, we kind of made everybody upset, so let's just make Luke amazing again, which is yeah. great. Like, of course, you know, we want to see it now, especially the way we've seen Luke in, like, Mando Season two's finale. Like, seeing him kick, kick ass like that, like, that's amazing. So we yeah. need to see more of that. And, you know, we've discussed it um, a few months ago on here when we were... To briefly discussing The Last Jedi, um, one of the best ways you can build Luke up to that point in that movie to make him go down this path of giving up on everything is basically before Ben turns, you just have to have Luke built up so high and mighty, basically where he has done all these amazing things, been this big badass, blah, 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 blah. You know, get him really cocky, almost because in in Mandalorian season two's finale, I mean, I mentioned it, I think, in our finale review. Like Luke was definitely almost smug, like arrogant, like, "Hey, I, you know, when he crushed that dark trooper at the end, that's basically him, like flexing the bank." Yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the man. So like, as long as they keep that up with Luke and keep making him build up, like build up his character more and more and more to this big powerful confident character and then when ben turns it breaks him that will you know it doesn't fix everything the sequel trilogy's caused, but it'll really enhance them from where they are at their current state
1: yeah i think i, I think you're right i think it validates what their story is currently when, yeah. when they, i mean it's it's kind of like you know i'm gonna use a wrestling term you know you're you're building up a story you are building up a promotion currently i don't know if you guys are wrestling fans out there are, you know, are like, WrestleMania is coming up in a couple weeks. Right now, their big storyline is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, and they've been building that for eight months, you know, and it's like someone has to be a heel. Someone has to be a hero or a baby face. So you got to build up those brands to validate their character and eventually validate whoever loses or wins, is to put the guy over or let the let the wrestler lose in grace. You know, it's I get that um, because, you know, it's predetermined spoiler alert if you're a fan of wrestling but it's like with the star wars movies we know where it's predetermined how it's going to end so i do see them okay let's build up luke as a baby face and then like let's tell his story as a as a sad character you know it is what it is
2: yeah
0: yeah so let's dive into our discussion which spawns off of shadow of the sith and I really liked how we were getting a a new Star Wars Luke Skywalker story, right? I mean, we don't get a lot of those, especially not a lot in this gap of time, right? They've been so mysterious, Lucasfilm, hiding Luke from this era. I mean, we got *Era to the Jedi, which was an okay book set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. We got in Shattered Empire comics, which I'll talk about in, in the next couple minutes here. But other than that they've been just okay, you can't do Luke if it's in between this time period and now they're opening up right. the doors. So that got me thinking, hey, let's look at legends, let's look at canon. What have been some of our favorite Luke Skywalker stories from throughout the oh. years? And I know you guys have plenty of ideas from legends. <laughs> I got plenty of ideas from from the canon and maybe one or two legend stories. I'm gonna throw mm. it over to Milton first and we'll just kinda of go around the room, so to speak, and, and, and comment and discuss uh, some of our favorite Luke Skywalker stories. So what's the uh, first yeah. one for you, man? Um, I would say and I mean I have a couple,
1: and I'm sure we'll go back like we'll go around a circle with this, but um I would say one of my favorite ones is the uh Yu Zhong the Yuzhong Vong War. Uh which one, which series is that, Chris or Ben? That's um,
2: it, that's what it's literally called, isn't it? Is that what it's called? Oh, no, it's, forget- it's called no. The, um, New Jedi Order. New, New Jedi, Jedi Order. Or
1: yeah, yep. that one. So yep. I really enjoy those books with Luke because that's – to me, that's prime Luke where mm-hmm. he's got the temple going, the Jedi are being re- still being rebuilt. Um, he's really confident, and I just love how he's dealing with multiple things when it comes to trying to be a good Jedi, trying to be a good husband, you know, trying to balance the good versus the, the dark side. Um, Luke, to me, I would love, uh, would love to have seen that in, uh, in, a, in a film or live action series. I just love how those characters were developed and how Luke interacted with not just his students and what is with Mara Jade, but with his with, with, with like the different villains that were introduced. Like Luke mm-hmm. was not the Luke Luke. Luke was consistent from the movies, but he grew a lot from the movies, and I wish we got that in a live action version. So I know for me, that's how I got into the whole Legends book. Well, at the time, they were canon because of that new Jedi Order. Like I just loved reading more about. Okay, what was Luke doing? Um, yeah, so that, that was one of my first introductions into that, and I really loved those stories.
2: Sweet. Yeah. yeah those, I mean, those. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, those stories are. Sorry, Chris, we can't see when you're talking on our end. (laughs) Um, Just to throw that out there. Um, But, uh, yeah, so, like, with that story, Milton, I think the good thing is, um, Chris, you might have to comment on the exact species, but I think there's a chance we might get some type of a Yuzon Vong adaptation, potentially, at some point in live action, maybe in the Mandoverse era, maybe. Because, think about it, we're having Thrawn coming out of, like, potentially outside, in the unknown regions, wherever him and Ezra are. And then, you know, what's, what could cause this, like, big potential war, you know, maybe... Um, I can't think of what the characters' names are, Chris. Uh, they were supposed to be, like, inspired kind of off the Yuzon Vong. They're outside oh, the in the unknown region. Yeah, the Grisk, the Grisk, yeah. So I think cool. there's a chance we could... Yeah, I think there's a chance we could potentially get those because those are 100%, like, when I'm looking to them... They're 100% um, basically inspired from the Yuuzhan Vong for Mm -hmm. the most part, it seems like. So it makes me wonder if we're going to potentially get that at some point. And hey, even if we don't get it with Luke, maybe at some point when we get a uh, 10, 11, 12. Because let's be real, we're going to get more movies in the saga eventually. So it makes me wonder maybe that could be the big threat. Like instead of having a Sith Lord to fight, like, Rey and Finn and Poe down the road, maybe we're going to run into the Grisk. Like, I think the Grisk have a good chance of maybe being in, say, the Mandoverse potentially being, like, the big threat, like, Thrawn and everybody deals with, or maybe maybe down the road. But I think that's a um, potential, and, you know, it just brings up more, like, fun things to talk about, especially when, you know, we're on the subject of Legends, with especially with the Yuuzhan Vong series.
0: Yeah, there are those last bastion of heavy legends material that we haven't really touched upon. I mean, we've got well yeah, I mean that whole era, right? I mean you got Mayor Jade, you got that. Well, there's a lot of other things, but I I feel like a lot of people really are wanting that big outer threat to come into play.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing though, like with without those Luke stories, I mean, we got such great character development because of these supporting characters. That's the thing. Like it, it's It's not necessarily, you know, Luke's main story. I feel like those those Legends books, and, and I'm sure, you know, the the group chat might agree with me here, those legends books really developed, you know, other supporting characters that people love to like they love to love. You know, Mara Jade, Jason and Jaina, Ben Skywalker. At one point Anakin Skywalker was in those books. Um you know, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, I, I mentioned him earlier. Um, Wedge Tilly's got a lot of love in those books. Yep. You know, it's like,
2: like those supporting characters got a lot of love, and it grew their characters. Yeah. Those mm. books are what made me like Wedge, actually. Because Wedge, to me, up to that point, was just a pilot in the original trilogy. And then those books made me be like, dang, that's one of my favorite side characters in Star Wars.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's so many rich characters that were brought up in that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going a little bit deeper on Luke, though, so were there certain moments from the series that were standouts for you, for Luke, um, whether it be action or just big character moments in general?
1: Um, Well, when it comes to action, Luke actually could, like, fight. Like, you can, t- like, so... Right now, because I'm listening to, like I said, Legacy of the Force, which is the next – which I think is the third set of, like, canon books after um, New Jedi Order. Luke's powers have enhanced significantly. Um, He's more in tune with the Force. He's more confident. Like, you you can – so whenever – that's why I love the audiobooks because how they read the character or they perform the character, you know – that Luke is just on a different level. He's OP, but he's still very much humble, but also he does worry at times, but he's in control still. You know, like he's just he's just a more enhanced version of Luke Skywalker from Revenge or excuse me from Return of the Jedi. And you can you can get a sense of that. Um he he knows what he needs to do. He knows his purpose. He knows who he is as a man and as a Jedi, and he I think he came to peace with who his father was and his family's legacy.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Mhm. I like. But he, that. but he can kick. But he. But he can kick ass. Like you can definitely. The way they describe him in the books, with using a lightsaber, you can definitely tell you put some training time in after
0: uh, Return of the Jedi. Hmm. All right. So transition over to Ben. Give us one of your yeah. favorites, Luke Skywalker stories.
2: Well, well to wrap uh, Milton's use on Vong part. Uh, another interesting part I really enjoyed with Luke in that series is like down the road when they're really eventually getting um, into the fight with the Yuzon Vong, the the cool part about those species is like, you know, when Luke's facing them, it's great seeing like, you know, as you just said, Milton, Luke's so powerful and OP and everything. But then when he starts really getting into the thick of things with the Yuuzhan Vong, like they're pretty much like outside of the force where Mm -hmm. he can't like directly sense them through the force. So he's basically not getting the advantage of being a force user fighting them so like that's one of the best parts like luke's so powerful and he basically has a good opponent to face against so like i think it's a great um i think it's a great uh opponent for luke to have versus just like a stereotypical sith lord in that series or something yeah for sure Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. but uh yeah so just to throw that out there but yeah so with me I would say my favorite, or one of my favorite Luke stories. I mean, we'll get into plenty of them, but one of my favorite Luke stories in general from the um, the the old canon, or I guess legends now, but the legends is I really just liked his character development um, when he. I don't remember exactly which book it was. If it was *Heir to the Empire* or um, or one of the other book series where he first initially starts interacting with Mara Jade and their relationship develops so like that whole relationship mm-hmm. i think was great because to me it really it humanized luke because you know through the original trilogy you know he was humanized of course but he was you know our hero so like we knew he was going to like end up being like you know pretty much like flawless by the end of it and like right. you know Mara jade jade brought on kind of like those flaws and weaknesses in luke like they made him I remember when uh you know he first was like looking into her investigating her one of the best parts was he had like almost like a nightmare I guess you would say where he uh you know it's like one of the most famous like Luke and Mara Jade things it's where you know he basically had like a nightmare/vision slash vision where he was replaying the whole Jabba Sail Barge execution thing above the above the Sarlacc pit mm. and you know when he so he had this vision where you know it and it's great because the way the book describes it, like it literally looks like they copy and pasted from the Return of the Jedi novel and put it in nice. there. But then they started changing things as you're reading. So like oh. you know, it plays everything out. Luke's like you know, it cuts over to three PO talking, cuts to R two, cuts to Java. You know, um, Luke's walking out on the plank and he gets poked in the back by that guy. And then when, and then you know, Luke does the whole salute thing, jumps, turns around. But when he when he turns around and holds his hands out for this lightsaber, his lightsaber just stops and is levitating in midair. And then it gets force pulled over and there's like a redheaded woman on the end of the sail barge and she pulls it over to her and then he like snaps out of it, you know. Right. So like like that was one of the best, like I feel like most iconic, like Luke slash Mary Jane moments, because it was like a whole kind of like retelling of Return of the Jedi, like kind of like a what if scenario. Return of the Jedi and then it makes you look when you watch like I remember the first time I read that book I think it was in Air, the Air to the Empire the Thrawn trilogy mm-hmm. but the first time I read that the first thing I did after reading that chapter I went and turned on Return of the Jedi and fast forwarded to that part and was like man so like <laughs> she could have potentially been right here on this sail barge, like yeah, like, oh, yeah I forgot, about that, was, I forgot yeah. about that yeah yep. that Damn. was one of my most favorite like Luke, Luke things was like holy smoke so like he he had this vision that she was going to be right there on the sail barge And, and the cool part about it was so this vision slash nightmare so this was he was basically looking back um to he was basically looking back to before they made the plan it wasn't just like a vision of a retelling like he had a vision like looking back and it was like changed or whatever it was like a vision where he was going over the entire plan again so like he was looking back on it and you know had that had that pop up basically and he was like whoa what is this wow
0: okay yeah it's interesting having characters in specific areas that didn't exist you know prior to certain movies that's always something Mm -hmm. fun to go like a lot of the books do that it's like oh there's there is uh, that one character bounty hunter over there on Endor, you know, with a sniper <laughs> rifle taking out some stormtroopers yeah. or rebels or whatever. Yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, let me look in the background, and see if I can see her. Yeah. Right, 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 uh, right. I do want I, to acknowledge, uh, go ahead.
1: No, about to say, I, you, acknowledge the guys in, or the group chat. And I have, a, I have two more that I know. One, I think Ben's not going to remember, but go ahead.
0: Oh no! Okay, so I was going to say, Dark Nerdy Gonzo also agrees with Milton about New Jedi Order. And he also chimes in, one of the best moments uh, is, is uh, the Dark Empire. That's the thumbnail of this, of this image. So has yes. anybody read Dark Empire?
1: Yeah, I about to say, so Dark Empire is my one of my other favorites, but I'll get into that second. Ben, I don't know if you remember these books. Do you remember the Jedi Prince series, which the first one was The Glove of Darth Vader?
2: Do you remember I that book feel, well, I feel like i I feel like I do you, once you get to describing him, I feel like okay, I, so there's like, I, I there's probably like read them. Re, I'm sure I've read them it's just been yeah. a long time so there's like there's like six books, but the first one's
1: called The Glove of Darth Vader, and it takes place a year after return of the Jedi, like empires in shambles. There's not really a leader, so do you remember when there was like a there was a character called like Treculus or something he had like that third oh, yeah. eye yep, yep,
2: yep, and they' were trying
1: now. to say like he was the Error to the Empire, and he was like the son of Palpatine, and so then like whenever they found the glove of Vader, they said whoever has this glove is going to be like has this power. It's it was very science fictiony too, but it it worked because that guy pretty much was Thrawn before Thrawn, if that makes sense. Hmm. And I haven't read the other books. I read the first couple because I remember the first, and I'm like looking at them right now because I remember reading, um. Obviously Glove of Darth Vader, I've read The Lost City of the Jedi, and Zorro, Zorba the Hutt's Revenge. I remember those three, but pretty much that whole series of books is about this guy who's like the proclaimed, quote-unquote, son of Palpatine, hmm. who is now destined to rebuild and run the Empire, and he has a Glove of Vader, which I guess makes him like the, quote-unquote, like, you know, he the the ultimate leader whatever. It's dope. Like, I need to actually go back and reread those. I've forgotten a lot about those books. But I do know Luke was still trying to... He wasn't as good yet, Luke, as we see seen him later. Like, he was still nice, but he wasn't developed... Or he wasn't confident yet in his ability to be a Jedi.
0: Hmm. Okay. So you got... okay.
1: Yeah, so check out those books. I'm pretty sure it's called the Jedi Prince series. And the first book is the glove of Darth Vader. Like that cover,
2: is fire. So I've never even
0: heard this. of this book or this series before. <laughs> yeah, I'm.
2: I'm looking Tell at you. it right now. Yeah, I, I definitely read those those three, um, Milton, the glove yeah, of Darth because Vader. Because those first the, the three were the ones h- that, like, yep. I remember really reading. And after yep. that, I fell off. Yep, I've 100% read those. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. Yep, yep. So
1: I mean, group chat. I mean, or not group chat. Uh, 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 guys out there in, in the chat, please check those books out. I'm telling you, The Glove of Darth Vader is part of, the pre- I believe, the Jedi Prince series. You won't regret them at all. They're easy reads from what I remember the first three. I don't know if they do them on audio, but check them out. They're going to be fire. I, and then as for what Dark, Nerdy Gonzo said about the Dark Empire, oh, he's not wrong. Like those Man, the audio versions are fire. Like Luke is ultimately OP in those books like he's he's overpowered and i love that
0: <laughs>
1: love it like cuz at one point lando describes luke i think and may, maybe dark nerdy gonzo can remember this i remember in the book lando describes luke doing something with the force and he said it said it reminded him of vader like he pulled down a tie fighter or or a star destroyer i can't remember and it was like bro it was f- i was like wow luke is on point and obviously, spoiler alert, Palpatine's in that first when he comes back. You know, that's the whole cloning stuff with Palpatine.
0: Hmm. Alright, so I will go next. And I'm going to pull from a reference that I already made earlier in the show. And that's the Shattered Empire comic book series. So it's a four-issue event series. It was one of the first things released in like the 2015 era of Star Wars when everything was exploding because uh, Force Awakens was around the corner. And this takes place literally like the Ewok ceremony and then beyond. So it's like literally the next like scene after Return of the Jedi. The last issue, um, actually introduces Podamaron's mother. She's she's in a shuttle, and, or no, she's she's flying an a wing and sees a shuttle come out of the Death Star. Is about to destroy it, and it turns out to be Luke flying away from from the Death Star, and he's using like the Force to like throw off her targeting so she can't kill him or whatever. But then she goes on a mission with him. To find, like, this Imperial place to find, like, this Force tree. And the Force tree is significant because that's actually the same kind of seedling that was at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, which I, I think you do see in one of the episodes mm. of the Clone Wars. Right. So that that was pretty cool because that, that was something kind of special where it was like, oh, this is our first, like, canonical... Like Luke Skywalker's yeah. story after after Return of the Jedi, we've all been chopping out the bits to see what Luke has been up to. Um, so we don't get a whole lot of them, but it was memorable for me because it was like, okay, you get to see Luke like kicking some butt, and he's giving some some sage like kind of Jedi advice a little bit there, and it, it was just kind of neat to see him. So yeah. I'm gonna I'll throw that one out there for mine out of the first wave here. That
1: that that's a good one, Chris, and I remember that one. I think. I think when we, you and I we first came friends, I think that's when that one came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading that comic and was like, okay, so this force tree – because didn't they give a tree to Poe Dameron's parents?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was one on Yavis. Yes. Like they,
1: they yes. settled on Yavin. And I think the theory was at the time, well, maybe Poe's force sensitive because they have this force tree. Yeah. Do you remember that whole like uh-huh. rumor in the window? I'm thinking, yeah. oh well, maybe Poe's force sensitive or something, because his parents knew Luke, and maybe Luke was going to train Poe up at one point. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Oh yeah, so. I, I actually remember that, like you said, Mil, I remember that as well. Um, I think it, I think it, like you said, it was around the time we started really um, talking with Chris Moore and everything about all this stuff. And I think it was like I probably before I read that because I remember I read that as well. And you know, like you said, the theory was going around like. Maybe it's Poe who's going to be force sensitive, or he might end yeah. up being a Jedi Knight or something. And then you know, I uh, I ended up seeing like I feel like your review on it, Chris, or something at some point, and like you <laughs> know, then we then we all became friends and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, that was that's a really great series, or a great um, story, just because like I always feel like when it comes to Star Wars, like you can say what you want about like the the empire and like re- rebellion and all that stuff but like star wars comes down to the force in my opinion and mm-hmm. like just seeing like luke being um involved in anything force related like that like is always significant in my in my uh opinion mm. oh yeah
0: oh yeah so we're gonna cycle back to milton what are the luke stories man i know you got another one in there
1: Oh man. Um God, probably too many in my head. Um Low Key Shadows of the Empire or is it called Shadows of the Empire, that book? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I yeah. like
1: that one. That one's not bad. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that one's not because... bad. I think
0: yeah, go ahead. No, that's the cool. I love uh, everybody goes the show. I love a freaking what's game. What's
1: the one guy's name? He's got the uh, Caesar or no um... Caesar Prince Caesar. Yep, yes, that's the one. He's in the Christmas guy. Neat because it's I Chris's have yeah.
0: one of my favorite Star Wars action figures, is the Luke Skywalker in the red like black sun armor because mm-hmm. he actually like goes into the Coruscant Palace and he actually, because I think they're going to rescue Leia who's captured by Zizor and he like goes in disguise. It's like this really cool red armor that we haven't seen in Star Wars since 1996. And it's like, what's going on all with right. that? We got to bring that back. But yeah, it was one of the coolest Star Wars action figures was like you take the helmet off and it's Luke's head. It's like, oh, this is awesome.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I didn't mind that series at all
1: uh, or that that book. It was pretty solid. I think I, ha- I have it on audiobook. Um it, it's it's legit. I mean, it's it's one of the earlier legacy, you know, non-canon books. Um and I they really they did a really good job telling just a good story about. I think that takes place like a year in between Empire and Return of the Jedi, from my understanding, yeah, it's, right? Yeah,
0: it's in that gap at some point. Yep. Yeah. yeah cause so I think I, it's technically I think... like a like a year gap or something. Particular. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yep.
1: So no, I, I really enjoyed the, like that book a lot. So that that's probably another one with Luke, and and a lot, Luke had a lot of good growth in that book.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. Oh yeah, because at one point, yeah, because that book deals with the 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 Bothans and yes. what happened with the trap, and and Luke is actually there to like take out some of the some of the troops and all because they they get massacred, and then they get that that's how they get the plans of the Death Star too, you know.
1: Yep. Yeah, and it, it ties into that well, and it's like okay, like, and then again, a lot of people who are non-Star Wars fan or just regular Star Wars heads, they probably wouldn't have known that.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So, great pool. I, I was not expecting to say "Shadows of the Empire," but I... hey, man, listen, I've I, I've read a lot of them. Like, trust <laughs> me,
1: I, there's probably so many books I don't remember because yeah. I have like literally like a whole file on my laptop. Just oh. with Star Wars audiobooks,
0: wasn't it Shadows of the Empire? I'm like raising my hand over here as if you guys can see me. But <laughs> <laughs> was, was it Shadows of the Empire? Um, also, the part where Luke is training on Tatooine at like Ben's hut, and I think it like you know, has him creating. His I wanted lightsaber. to say so,
1: that might be because I uh, now do. Do they pull that and they? I, I it, believe you're right. I think you're right,
2: or or it might have been. It was either Shadows of the Empire or it was the first book of the Thrawn trilogy. It's one of
0: the two. No, it's gotta it's gotta be Shadows mm-hmm. of the Empire because I
2: think it's because sh- he's like trying to get the crystal. Because he's yeah. oh uh, yeah that, yeah
0: okay yeah so, yeah it was Shadows of the Empire yeah
1: yep because he uh then he did the crystal and there he does like the uh, well then it was like the um synthetic crystal for the oh. saber yeah. right I don't yeah. know
0: anything about what's a synthetic crystal. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure, like, and again, hopefully the, maybe the chat might know, but I believe in one of the books, I think it might have been that one, like, Luke finds uh, Ben Kenobi's journal, and he, that's how he learns how to build a saber, and then he, because he can't actually get a kyber crystal, because he couldn't find him, he didn't know how to find one, so he had to, like, get some type of, like, crystal to make it synthetic, was why it burned, or it bled green. Hmm and he had it's yep. a synthetic crystal in his saber. Now again, this is non-canon at the time, but I'm pretty sure they they they, they discuss that in one of the books, why the, the saber is green and not blue or white or red anymore cuz he had to get a synthetic crystal which made it green.
2: Wow. I'm, I'm pretty well, sure that was Shadows of the Empire.
1: Mhm. Yeah. But
2: um I, I
1: a low key this one i'm not super familiar with but i read maybe x but i like the cover of this book the uh was the shadows of of uh mendor or something oh is that yeah. the luke skywalker adventures or something yep. i read i read a couple like pages it's fire but i love the cover of that book because luke looks like he's about to wreck shop love <laughs> it and he's he's well he's willing the green lightsaber again I'm not familiar with that story because I read a couple pages of it. I need to actually get it, but I love that cover. I've always wanted to have that poster in my house somewhere. Mhm, mhm.
0: So. And we also have Dark Nerd and Gonzo chiming in. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, I had the same action figure, so I know we're both from the same <laughs> general well, all of us are basically from like the '90s generation, so that's all that power of yep. force goodness that we all had <laughs> as kids." Fact. Alright, I'm probably going to throw this one out there as a wild card. Uh, Dark Nerdy Gonzo is uh, really wanting to talk about Shadows of Mindor. I've seen a couple of people when I was looking up online about some of the best yeah. Star Wars stories. This came up. I've heard of it. I have no idea what it's about. Do you, either of you, have you read it? So that, that's oh, the one man. I just
1: mentioned. That's the one I just mentioned. i read some, like, pages of it. And I don't know I haven't read it all the way through. I need to. Now, is, is that book on audio? Does this does the chat know that? Because if it's on audio, I'll get it. Because um, I, because I, will read anything that's audio book or listen to anything, especially uh-huh. again, Chris. That cover is fire. Like it's so good.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, let man. me see. I, I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm just looking at pulling up the cover. Like I, I can always tell if I've read a book just by checking out the cover. Um, yeah, that's, you know, what I'm saying. that's why I know, like, I know. I, I know. I know the I cover. Like, I just haven't read uh, it all the like, way what? through. Like, what's the saying? Um, so, like, in... Oh, yeah, I've 100% read this book. 100%. Um, I, uh... Man, I don't remember a lot about it, though. Just because, like, like my thing is... Um, like, the saying in, in, like, the NFL, for example, is Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots coach, he's been coaching for 45 years. Like, he's forgotten more football than we will all know. And, like, me, I'm at a point, like, I've read so much Star Wars stuff, I've forgotten... Like, more Star Wars stuff, you know, than I, you can even imagine just because we, I've consumed so much content. Like, I've probably read m- virtually almost every Legends book that's available for the most part. Like, in the mainstream, like, I've read all the different series and things. Like, I know I've read this sh- the Shadows of Mendor book. I just don't remember exactly what it's about.
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm going to have to get that book now because, I mean, I I, I need it. Like, I just love the cover I know, I know, I liked it that much. I'm, Cause anytime, like, I see a Star Wars book as a kid, and it, and the cover grabbed me, I'm
2: gonna read it. Like, it's just so. Oh yeah, like, like that book. Yeah, I remember reading that one. Um, see, like these type of things, though, even though like we don't remember the exact stories potentially, like these are the things that built up so much pressure going into the sequel trilogies of what luke should be because we had all of these like ideas and things like how amazing luke was in legends and then like you know the sequel trilogy turns out how it is and like sure some people may like it it's fine whatever but but the thing is like that's what you know a lot of people like say on the side of the people that really enjoy the sequels and the treatment of luke in the sequels Like, I think that's the misstep a lot of people are looking over is, like, we've had basically leading up to the sequel trilogy, basically 25 years of books, like, building up Luke's character in everybody's heads. And even if you can't recall the stories directly, that's still Mm -hmm. in your, still in, like, in your subconscious Star Wars brain, basically, of how amazing Luke was. Right. Well, I
1: mean, and, and we're just giving credit to, to, and this is where I think, I think Chris might agree with me on this for sure, because Chris is a big bookhead and he likes comic books. But I think those books, and we love them so much because we have to give credit to those writers and those creators. Those creators have put so much time and effort in just building upon the legacy of what George Lucas started. And you can just you can escape into that world of Star Wars, whether you're listening to the book or reading it, you know, like mm-hmm. like, how many times do we hear Chris talk about, you know, uh, Charles Soule or Claudia Gray yep. or uh, uh, who uh, who's another um, Chuck Wendig when he's actually yep. writing something well? You know, like any of those authors in general, even more Matt Stover, you Timothy, know, we talk Zahn. About Matthew, Timothy Zahn, Matthew Stover, James Lucino. We can keep naming these people. I didn't know who they were. Car- prior Karen to the Travis was a great one, too. Karen Travis, Troy Denning, like these yep. guys and women are telling great stories, and, we, th- and that's why we love them so much, and I think a lot of times we get upset, as Star Wars fans who just love the property so much, when we see the movies come out, especially the sequels, again, I we're not trying to bash it, what we're saying is when we when we get those films, when we know there are rich stories that were already told, just adapt them to live action, because those people really did a hell of a job in, great, in bringing great character development, great content, and built and expanded the world of Star Wars. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I mean, heck, Milton. Look, I mean, we with the uh, the Shadows of the Sith book that Chris brought up. We brought up to start this podcast. Like that story to me sounded more intriguing than than the Luke arc we got for the sequels. Like him going to Exegol, dealing with these Sith, yeah. Anakin. Like that's all so freaking cool. Like why not the hats? Like like those are the type of things that just make me like you know like you said it's just there's so many stories and then we get the ones that come out on screen and it's like yeah. wait what yeah like who who wrote the, chris who wrote that book or who's writing that book the new one
0: uh adam christopher it's the first first time author in star wars i believe it's right his first yeah. book yeah
1: and 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 so i don't know who that author is and i'm sure i'll again i'll probably get that book because it sounds intriguing but who wrote a lot of the high republic books chris
0: Okay, so that is going to be either uh, Claudia Gray, Charles Soule, uh, mm-hmm. Justina Ireland, uh Kavance Scott, Claudia Gray. Mm-hmm. I think I said, Yeah, know. so all, all those names are very familiar
1: older. to me.
0: Yeah, they're very familiar
1: yeah. to me. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we got creators out there who write the books, who is like they should be part of the film process in a sense of writing stories, scripts, screenplays, whatever. Like I, I know that's a different different world. But you're telling me that you can't adapt their talent, at least take their ideas. Like, I mean, I'm not even kidding you. Like, every one of us here, every one of us who's, who's in the chat can t- can probably all say can name 10 of their favorite Star Wars books and say, I wish these were part of the, the film canon because they're that good.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I I mean, we I could do a, a three hour solo podcast on <laughs> yeah. all the books. Like, like, that's the thing. There's so many all the books we've mentioned so far. All deserve to be on screen, in my opinion. Like, like just imagine a use on Vong television series. Like that would be fire. Like those type of things, um, it's just it's 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 a lot of fun, or it's it's interesting. Um, like like I mentioned earlier, I think we're getting in a direction where they are improving Luke's Luke's character. Like, as we saw, you know, we mentioned in the Shadows of the Sith book um, and other things coming out and potentially Luke in the mandoverse. So I think we're going to be continuing to get him more and more, right. which is good and it's good they're pulling from they're actually looking into some of the legends materials. Um I mean I mean there's no other way around it. Like like they're yeah. 100% using legends materials um which I think is great. That's awesome. I, I thought that was the original plan moving forward like when they
1: bought the the, the property, but and like I said, I'm I'm going to I'm going to try to be Positive as I move forward with with the the material in general I'm always gonna try to be yep. open to stuff for sure like, you know, I I just I just appreciate the authors That came before and also coming currently like I just love the the, the narratives that are, are well done and especially in the, in the literature, you know Media whether it's books comics or you know audio I I, I really do. I think that's their strong point and you know, I do I, I would gladly give a shout out to Kathleen Kennedy and say, listen, like when it comes to books and audios and magazines and comics or whatever,
2: you guys are you, you kill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. They they definitely do. Um, and speaking of books, um, I would say for for my next favorite book, I mean, how's how's that transition, guys? <laughs> Good job. Um, but uh, but uh, speaking of books, like see for me, I, while we were sitting here discussing this, I was swiping through um, different books and uh, and things. I would say. One of my favorite Luke books is the finale to the Legacy of the Force series. Um, it's called Invincible. Oh, yeah. And, and see, like, these these are the reasons, as we just discussed in our um, discussion of, of the state of Luke as it is now, um, these are the reasons, like, books like this are the reasons why we have such high expectations going into the sequel trilogy and now the Mandoverse for Luke because... In the Invincible book, um, I'm pretty sure it was this one or it was Revelation, one or the other. It was either that or Invincible. Anyways, um, it, so basically you're getting toward the end of the that series. Luke is at an all-powerful point because at this point in the timeline, he is basically Force Awakens age. Like, he's in his 60s. And he, Mara Jade, you know, before she get, dies, spoiler, before she dies, <laughs> you know, she's, she's older too. She's, uh, you know, sh- like I remember there. There were conversations between him and her, like about she's worried about her hairs turning, starting to turn a little bit gray and stuff, and this and that. Like, you know, just little personal moments like that that really built Luke's character up throughout the series. And you know, we get to like the finale of the series, Invincible, and you have like a moment with Luke. Um, I mean, I mentioned it before on the podcast. So like, you know, Jason is like the big, big bad guy, um, or well, Darth Cadius, I guess, would be his name. He's like the bad guy and everything and you know so luke basically is like out in space with his x-wing and jason's like basically kind of a a little bit struggling like he's basically the model of what ben ends up being in the sequel trilogy um which is funny because luke's son in this series is named ben actually um so anyways like luke is flying like in space with his x-wing and everything and like Jason goes to like shoot him down and like explodes it, his X wing literally blows up and like I remember reading this series and I was like, holy smokes, they just killed Luke! Like, how can you kill Luke? Like, this is a a force series. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, ba- was back when I was like in middle school and high school, and it's like, holy smokes! Like, how do you kill Luke when he's like your flagship character to your franchise? Gosh, I, hey, I was thinking. I I was already ahead of the times. Forget Last Jedi. I was thinking this back in like 2007. (laughs) Um, But uh, anyway, so like Luke's ship explodes. And like Jason's like basically happy that he finally killed his uncle. And now he's pretty much going to be, yeah, he's he's pretty much going to be ruling the galaxy. And then he goes to turn to like leave out of the bridge of the Star Destroyer. It's like a modified basically Super Star, Star Destroyer like Darth Vader's was. And he goes to leave. And when he does like all of his like troops and stuff and like the officers were all pretty much like frozen, like, you know, like Luke basically was holding them in place. And like when he goes, when he turns around, he was like wondering what was going on. And Luke was standing there on the bridge of the ship inside the ship with him. Like that's how powerful Luke was at this point. Like he was just like pure Zen basically where, you know, he could just snap himself out of his X-Wing inside the Star Destroyer and then him and Jason get into this big fight and everything. And. And all, and all sorts of stuff, but, like, those type of moments, like, even though uh, some people may have not remembered them, like, some people may have been younger, like, those type of things, even though it's been 15 years, you know, those things are in the subconscious of our Star Wars brains, where it's like, holy smokes, Luke was that powerful, like, the title of the book's literally invincible, which that's basically what turned out, you know, Luke turned out to be, and that sort of arc with Luke finally showing he's basically, like, the true, true, all-powerful Jedi like that. Like, that's what sets up expectation things. Like, holy smokes, Luke was so powerful, so heroic and everything. And, you know, he still couldn't, like, bring himself to kill, like, Jason just because it was, like, his nephew. But, like, you know, so he was still staying a hero. And, like, those type of things, like, you know, are iconic moments for Luke, even though it's non ganon
0: yeah, right. It's those things that, that matter when you're reading those books. You read the books, you're like, Holy crap, like we have to see something like this, the magnitude on the screen, just incredible that that we have these stories to enjoy that
2: that aren't just yeah. on the screen, that the stories can well, continue. Th- think, well, think about that real quick. Like, say we get into The Last Jedi, and we get in there, they're in space or whatever, kinda replay this whole situation. Ben blows up like Luke and the rebel ship and then Luke's inside the the first order ship with Ben and all of the first order troopers like that would be insane like yeah. like that those type of things like you know people talk about like I've seen people crack jokes about like star killer like oh you what you want to see a guy pull a, a star destroyer out of the sky yes we do yes, yes. we do like that's, <laughs> yes we do that that's that's not that's not
1: just some meme you you, no, you want, want to, you want to watch that. here's the thing Ben yeah. I'll tell the same people. You want to know why we want that? Because you would want to do it yourself if yeah. you had a type of power.
2: <laughs> if, if I had the force, if I had the force and you see this big thing outside, you could just rip it down. Like I'm doing it. That would be, yeah. Like, like, like those type of displays of the force. Like, like I said, Luke basically teleporting like that, those type of things. Yeah. We want to see that sort of stuff because that's incredible. And like, those are you know those are the type of things that have been built up over the years where it's like and then you know we get to these moments and people are like oh and then Luke turns out the way he does so like it's just uh you know that's just like kind of a realization as fans like you know I guess you have to like mega 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 like lower your expectations as far as possible because you know uh that's happened but at least you know we're kind of on a rebound now with Luke and things like that but but well, yeah, I would say that's one of my other favorite Luke stories, just like him showing his like true raw power in like the finale of that series. And you know, like I said, that was when he was like 60s, almost 70 years old at that time. Because so the legacy of the four series, the cool part back in the day, um, for a little history lesson for like Star Wars fans who uh haven't dove into the legends material too much, or like, heck, even even you, Chris, like this is a little a little history lesson for you. So like The cool thing is when it comes to these old Legends books, like, they roughly kind of followed a similar canon where, you know, the authors had their freedoms and stuff, but they still kind of roughly stuck to the same thing. So, like, the Legacy of the Force series and the New Jedi Order series, they aren't taking place in the same time period. Like, they... The Legacy of the Force series jumps, like, 30 years after the events of the Yuuzhan Vong series. So... You know, you have Luke when he's younger in the New Jedi Order stuff, and then it jumps. And, like, and the cool part is, like, the early parts, like, the Legacy of the Force series is referencing a little bits and pieces of the New Jedi Order stuff. So there's still little connections here and there that value reading the other, like, they use on Vong series.
0: So that was your second one, right? Yep. Okay, so we're going to each. Well, I'm going to do one and then we'll each go around one more time. We'll give one more. Uh, so, my second one is a video game. Um, and it's Battlefront 2. So, Battlefront 2 had these like little vignettes of different characters and different levels, or kind of straight from Idan Versio's journey. And one of them is where you're Luke Skywalker you're on Pilio and you're going around, and Inferno Squad is down there with, um, I forget the guy's name, Del, Del Mico. Del. and 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 he, you you have basically luke going into one of the many um observatories of the emperor that had left behind like these vast collections of force artifacts and stuff and delmico like gets spared by luke so that to me was pretty cool because you get to see like this big moment for for Del Mico, who's you know all his soldiers soldiers die and and luke just gives some sage advice and basically is like Hey, like, you know, uh, you're not trying to kill me or something. I'm not going to kill you or something like that. So it's like, it, it, it kind of shifts Delmico's viewpoint. Like Luke has enough power to shift his character's viewpoint to where we see him like 30 years in the future and what he's doing then based off what Luke gave him as advice back then. Plus you got cool little connections where he finds like the compass that we eventually see him with on, um, the one planet of uh, ahch Two and, and The Last Jedi. So there's some connective tissue there. But it was a cool time to see Luke, like, a little bit, like, like within a year or so after um, The Force Awakens. And we're seeing Luke going around the galaxy, collecting all these Jedi artifacts. So that's how he has to learn, because he doesn't have anybody to teach him. He's got to learn from holocrons. He's got to learn from, like, ancient Jedi texts. You know, I guess every once in a while, he'll he'll get, like, a... Ghost Force, Ghost call from Obi Wan or Luke or maybe even Anakin, but for the most part, he's he's self reliant on on learning himself. And I love that. I want to see more of that. Um, I think that could be a great book series right there. Like before we see Luke in the Mandalorian, like what's that five year gap of him going? What planets does he go to? What things from the old Republic does he find and all that? I think that could be like a cool like book trilogy or something. Um, so I know you guys at least. Ben probably played through that level, right? Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah, I've actually played through that level, too. I, I cool. had the second game. I actually liked the second one better than the first one. Um, I remember that, which was dope, because I'm thinking, oh, maybe we'll get more Luke story, whether it's in a game or just, <clears throat> you know, Star Wars material moving forward. But I think that was a – it was a good, I guess, cameo for Luke.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like – I think um I agree with you, Chris. I think when it comes to that, um yeah, that's a perfect idea, like a, a little trilogy potentially for the five year span um for Luke. I, I do feel like though, the way they they're leaving those little gaps for potential, I think, animated series. I really do believe that. Like so like maybe a five year series, like we might get an animated Luke uh Lando type show or an animated Luke uh the guy at the beginning of the Force Awakens show. The old guy. Santeca. Lore Santeca. San Te- oh, San yeah, Lore Santeca. Like I think I think that's maybe what they're saving maybe those five years for, or maybe even it, it may just end up being in the Mandoverse era anyways. But uh but yeah, I think that's a really good like uh again, like as I mentioned earlier, like I just love seeing Luke connected to the force, like things related around it, etc. Like, and you know, that's a good idea for a book trilogy right there.
0: So, we're going to go over to Milton. We're going to do our final round of some of our favorite Luke okay. Skywalker stories.
1: This is from a video game as well. Um, and I, I played this. I've been playing this game for the last couple weeks. But it's the add-on DSL to the uh, Force Unleashed game. Whenever Dark Starkiller is searching for Luke and those guys on Hoth, and he fights Luke. On Hoth, and Luke is like you know he's he's tough. Like Luke, Luke is not a Jedi yet, but he's been learning the Force. Um, but how they do his character is really cool because he's like I'm not scared of you, you know. He's like you know just like you're. It's like I killed you. And Star Killer says I killed your father, Darth Vader. He's like no, my father was a uh, whatever he was. He's like no, like he was Darth Vader, and he didn't know clearly. And then Luke gets his ass whipped by uh, by uh, the Dark Star Killer. And what's cool about that and I forgot was whenever Luke's getting wrecked it shows the Millennium Falcon escaping like it does in uh Empire Strikes Back but instead of them escaping Star Killer holds it with the force and he's like Ooh. either I'm going to kill your friends or you like give into the dark side and like you know join me and Luke actually gives into the dark side and uses like red force lightning and wow. like sets his friends free and then he becomes the dark star killer's apprentice. And Holy that's how the how's how that's how the level ends. Oh, wow. Like it, it, it's it's cool, man. Like it's I don't know if you played that DLC of it, Chris, but like that level's dope cuz like there's three of them. There's three DLCs for the Force Unleashed. It's um obviously the dark star killer looking for Luke Skywalker. That's what it's set up. But he goes to Tatooine where he fights Boba Fett. He whips him and then he fights Ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi gets wrecked, but he allows him to escape from Tatooine. Pretty much, you go through the movie from like the yeah. first like part. It's dope. So it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so I I love that. So I love how Luke gets wrecked by the Dark
0: Star Killer and becomes his apprentice. That is pretty cool. Like it's like the what if. Star Wars A what, what if. if yeah. It's pretty <laughs> much
1: because I because actually speaking of Luke, you know, and the Force Awakens or the Force Unleashed two. I believe this happens also, Ben. Do you remember that extra DLC where they go to uh uh what's the forest planet? Um Endor. Endor. Yep. And he's hunting down Han Solo. He kills Han Solo, kills Yo. Chewie. Oh yeah, yep. it's dope. It's dope how they do. Oh yeah, that's but then yeah. Leia, he gets to Leia and he's she's like, Well yeah, ever since my brother fell at Hoth, I've been studying the ways of the Jedi and oh. she fights Dark Star King. What? With a lightsaber? And, yeah, oh yeah, it's it's fight, dude. You gotta play it, Chris. Chris. <laughs> I played it. it. I just don't remember
0: good. any of this.
1: Yeah. Chris, actually, <laughs> you know, go, go on YouTube and watch the videos. But if you, playing it, it's fire, too. Yeah. Damn. Because then at, at, then at the end of that episode, you see, again, they, they cut to a shot from Return of the Jedi where Palpatine's in a chair saying, you know, we're going to destroy the rebellion, blah, blah, blah. But then he looks at Vader. He's like, Oh, you think I didn't know you were going to use your guy to try to stop me? And he like wrecks Vader. And then he sends his like battalion of star uh, destroyers to kill the dark Scar Killer. And he's meditating on Endor. And then it cuts to black.
0: Oh, man.
1: Like, it's fire, dude. I'm telling, we need that story. You know what I'm saying? Let's be real here. Wow.
0: <laughs> what do you have to say? Like, that, we definitely... Dude is dope.
1: Like I mean, but well, but yeah, it, it's a dope story. But the Luke part is fire. I love that because I just love how they show Luke falling into the
2: dark side. Mm-hmm. See, we need we we need that now. We need a just do a what if animated series. Then at that you like, you, just, you ain't lying, like So just pretty like much what
1: what they can do. That's a good idea. Speaking of Luke stories, and I'm gonna let whoever's going next go in a minute. But mm-hmm. if we did a what if, let's say let's let's say a three season. Ten episodes, what if of Star Wars stories, based around Luke or whatever, or the or the original trilogy characters. Imagine, imagine using these stories. That okay, these are what ifs. This this would satisfy me as a fan.
2: Just saying. Oh, 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 one hundred percent. Like I think honestly, God, I don't want to sound like hey, let's just blow up all the all the animated TV shows and do what if. But for filler series, when they don't have things on the basically on the the roster to to work off of like new movies or new live action shows or th- or new animated series like bad batch or whatever right. when you have blank when you have blanks in the content calendar they could easily do an eight to ten episode what if series just do it here and there don't even make it three seasons just make it when it's convenient for you for, yeah and like, just keep can, yeah just keep building off of it yeah like yeah. I, I think that would be man man come on disney call call disney. me Milt and chris like facts well we got you
1: yeah, you know I'm saying, come on, we got you. Like, we got your <laughs> next money maker. Yeah. like, like you, you cut us in for 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 fifteen percent a piece.
2: We're good. Hey, hey, fifteen percent. I take that. That that's a good oh race. Oh my Man, gosh, I, gosh, I ain't trying to so like, be generation.
0: rich.
2: Like, <laughs> well, so. as Boba Fett would say, we're all gonna be rich. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, yeah, like see, that's a that's a hard one to top because that that is a great like that makes me want to actually download that game and play it like now yeah. uh, because it's just such a great great, great, great Luke story. And again, even though it's like obviously not anything related to continuing the actual Star Wars story, just a what if story of Luke being on the dark side like that is is great. Yeah. Um, right. I, I think I think that's a uh, excellent choice.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So what about you, Ben? We're getting down to the wire yeah. here. We have our last two submissions.
2: Yeah. That's a, what do you That's thinking? a tough one. Well, all right. I'll throw out, I'll throw out one real quick and then I'll throw out like my main one. So, um, I think one really cool appearance now that Milton got on like the video game topic, I, uh, I feel like one of Luke's most iconic and fun video game experiences is the Masters of Teres Kai video game, Teruskasi video game, just because it's just a straight up fighting game where you can just load in <laughs> as Luke. And you I can didn't just, know that. You, Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah, it's it's a great game. So like, look, you gotta look at the gameplay of it. It's it's a fun freaking game. So it's late '90s. You can get it for PS One, uh, the original Xbox, I believe. And uh, GameCube, actually, I think, even. Anyways, so uh, all you do, there's, like, no campaign whatsoever. None. All you do, it's a two-player game, or I guess you can face the computer. But you can load in as they have, see, again, this is the cool part. This shows you the popularity of Mara Jade, and this is why we need her in, in some form of something. But in that game, Mara Jade's a playable character you can fight with, with lightsabers and everything. Because that was, you know, right after the Thrawn trilogy. So they incorporated her into that video game. And so, you know, you could load in and all it is is like a button mashing, you know, game. Where you, yeah. you and someone else, it's like, you know, 3D, kind of 3D graphics for the time, fighting. You know, you can battle like Luke versus like Slave Leia or Luke versus Chewbacca. Yeah. Or, you know, all these sorts of things. And it's it's just a blast of a game. Um, so yeah, like Luke's appearance in that, like... It's just a fighting game, but again, it's just fun. like see, those are the type of things I mean, heck, this is a whole podcast for another day, but those are the type of fun things we miss in Star Wars gaming, like that's just load up with your buddies and just battle it out. like it's, yeah. that was always a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, I remember going to the video store back when you know those existed and renting Taras Kasi two or three times just hating it. Like, yeah. I just didn't get the, I, I just didn't get the concept of fighting games. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm just mashing this box button or this triangle button with square or yeah. triangle or, and the guy's just doing this or that. I'm like, I want to use a lightsaber and just kill fools. Like, what, what is this side-by-side fighting action? And I just, I oh, never yeah. was a fighting game fan from <laughs> a kid. So that for me, it was just like, yeah, this is stupid. I want to play another Star Wars
2: game. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That game was fun. Um, but yeah, just I had to throw that in there as like an honorable mention. And fun fact for anybody, uh, like that's the fighting style that Kira learned, actually. So, like, yep. it's cool that, you know, her fighting style is the name of that old classic game. Um, but for my overall, like, I think big submission about Luke, it's hard to pinpoint the exact uh, moment, I would say. But I feel like Luke's. It's, it's just. I think Luke from Legends, in general, as a whole, like I know that's such like a blanket statement saying, "Hey, every piece of Luke content in Legends is great," but for the most part, it really is. Like all Luke's appearances in Legends were all good. Like I don't remember a bad Luke moment from Legends. I really don't. Um, but like I think his one of his biggest moments uh, overall in Legends was his character development when it came to Mara Jade, because he goes from. In, in, like, the throne trilogy, he goes from basically having her trying to kill him to marrying and having kids with her. Like, that's a that's a big extreme if you ask me. Like, you know, someone's trying to murder you and you're just end up falling in love with them And because basically, you know, he, he he's just like Anakin, he sees the, he saw the good in her still and she eventually turned and, you know, ended up marrying and, and uh, having kids with him and everything. And, like, I think it just shows like his character arc with Mara Jade just shows what the fans really like about him so much like Luke you know always having such a good heart about things you know still being a badass like and uh, his whole arc with Mara Jade I think was um, a really iconic moment for Luke's character as a whole Legends or canon otherwise just because it shows you know how he grew as a character just from being basically like this powerful Jedi Knight to like Oh, I have to forgive this chick who was trying to kill me because I actually like her. Like, so I think uh I think that was that would be my final Luke story that I really enjoy. Is like his overall arc with Mary Jade from the time they were enemies to the time uh you know eventually when she ended up dying. So like I, I just think her their overall arc was uh really well done.
0: Yeah, right? Because currently right now that Luke has never had any kind of romance. Okay. I'll take that back he's had romantic interests well, like, for very short periods yeah. of time in the comics for like a couple issues then the girl is either dead or they just move on or one of the books or whatever but for the most part like post return of the jedi he's very much just more concentrated on on himself and his students that are going to be coming into his care as a, as a tutor and all that for the force so that to me is is pretty cool um but yeah that's something that is huge you see so many when you go to conventions you see so many cosplayers as Jade. so many of them <laughs> uh it, it's just a it's such a big character that got put into play people people like the romance and, and we haven't had uh two jedi like that you know and then having kids that are also force sensitive
2: it's just so cool it spawns off to a family well, legacy and the fact, you know, that she was under the Emperor, like, you know, I think yeah. that's what adds, like, to the overall intrigue of her character and Luke's character to mine is, like, Luke's falling in—Luke's gotten a relationship with the Emperor's right-hand assassin. Like, that's pretty—that is pretty intense, if you ask me, because I don't know how many people would, would uh, get in a relationship with somebody like that.
1: I mean, so, you're not you're not wrong, but if she looked like Beyoncé, I'm hollering at her.
2: Well, facts, facts. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> like, if I, she's I, fire. I'm, I mean from all the all the different things we've seen of her, I mean she's a good looking redhead chick. So. That's what
1: I mean. Like like they, they did something right. Luke was like, damn, I don't care if she's trying to off me. She she right.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, you know Luke was thinking that. You know oh what yeah, Luke was thinking, like, Man, oh, I spent girl, all those years
2: on I, right. I spent all those years on Tatooine and whoa. Um, oh. like I think with him though, it just uh yeah, it is a really good character arc with him and you know, it just it just made his character more relatable, I think. Um, just because it shows like hey, you can forgive people for what they did, even though that's the most extreme possible thing trying to kill you. So like uh yeah, I just think that was a really good arc for Luke's character as a whole. And yeah, I just I just think it was just really well done. And I don't remember if it was YouTube, one of you two that sent me the video, or it might have been, I just saw it on Twitter. But it was cool because, like, at a celebration or something, I saw, like, there was a Luke proposing to a Mara Jade cosplayer there. Um, Or it was, like, at a Comic-Con or something. But it it was really cool because it was, like... like that was... Yeah, that was at New York Comic-Con this year. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I remember you... You might have sent it to us, Chris, (laughs) or something. But I, I remember seeing that somewhere just recently. So, I have uh, a
0: video on my YouTube channel. You guys can watch it. So just search uh, New York Comic Con 2022. Okay, that's probably 2021. where I saw it. <laughs> and you'll see. Yeah. It's like in the middle of the video, they like they're doing a duel, and there's like a whole circle of us watching, yep. and none of us knew it was happening. And all of a sudden, the guy just gets down and flips out a ring out of nowhere. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like that wasn't yeah. part of the
2: duel. See, like <laughs> yeah, that's that's the impact of like that Luke arc with with Mary Jane. It turned out to be a real life wedding. So like, I don't know. I just I just think. I just think Luke's character's done really well and, like, humanized really well. And, like, even... So, for example, when, uh, like, Mara J gets killed, um, I, I'm pretty sure it's Jason that kills her, too. Like, Luke. Yep, ulti- Jason
1: does it. Jay, Jason
2: oh. kills her. Yep. Spoilers. Spoiler. 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 Um, but, like, you, you have that happen, and the cool part is, like, the way Luke goes, like, he doesn't directly go down the path of, like, I need to go off my nephew just because... He killed her. Like that wasn't his reason. His reasoning was basically like, Mm. "This guy's going to be the next Darth Vader type deal." It wasn't even having to do with Mara Jade, basically. So it was
1: funny. It was funny about that. Do you remember Ben was the one? Ben Skywalker was the one who
2: wanted revenge. Yeah, Ben was one hundred percent. Ben was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's just a cool reflection of how uh, how Luke's character grew. I mean, even when his wife gets killed, he he's not going to kill his nephew because of that. It's because of like, you know, basically the other actual galactic implications. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know. His character it just it just was done really well throughout that whole Legends run, I would say.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And the last one for me is another video game. It has Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, whereas you oh, play yeah. Kyle Katarn... For a large amount of the game, you're a first person uh, just going around like a smuggler scoundrel and uh, just taking on Imperial remnant soldiers. And and then at one point, you end up going to Yavin, the temple at Yavin. And none other than Luke Skywalker shows up at his Jedi Academy. And it's like, holy crap, that's when the game really gets big. The game opens up because it's like, this is awesome. And from that moment forward, the game is basically a third person action adventure game and uh, and you're doing like missions with luke at one point you like go to this imperial cruiser and you're fighting like dark jedi side by side like doing backflips over over the ships in the hangar bay and i just remember playing that mission over and over again because it's like i'm fighting by luke after return of the jedi he's a jedi master this is just so freaking cool i've played that game so many times talk about a game that needs to be made maybe um uh respawn entertainment's next first person shooter could be like a reboot of that or something. That'd be sick.
2: Well, it's funny you mentioned that, Chris. Back in over um winter, back in like November, December, I actually was replaying that level. I have that game actually oh. on my Xbox because fun fact for anybody uh that has an Xbox I'm it's sure on it's Xbox? on PlayStation. Yeah, it's on it's on the uh the Xbox store. I have it, it was oh. only ten bucks. Yeah. Um but it uh uh yeah, that game. I was playing that exact level actually. I replayed that one probably three or four times back back during the holiday seasons, um, just because, like you said, it's fun. Like fighting around Luke, like playing through that game, getting to the point where you know, like you said, you go to Yavin and it's like, holy smokes, this is Luke. Like, like this is what we want. And this is even though this is an old game with shaky graphics and stuff. Like, it's still holds up because the story is there and like it's just it's so much fun how luke uh luke's character was done
0: yeah what about this one how do you played this this game
1: this, this is jedi temple outcast you said
0: yeah jedi jedi
1: knight 2 jedi outcast Jedi Knight. um no i, <sighs> I actually surprised i haven't played that because what system was that for um i think it was on the original xbox Okay, cause yeah, you know, it had I to have, be. You know, it had to be. Yeah, so I wasn't an Xbox kid growing up. That's, that's why. So, like, mm-hmm. we got because Xbox later, and I didn't play this PS2. game. Um, oh, we, I had we it played... on
0: GameCube. I had it on freaking okay. Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, you would have had to have it on PS2, I think, if you had PS2. Yeah,
1: I, we, we grew up in a house. We had PlayStation, and we got Xbox later. So we had gotten uh, Knights of the Old Republic when that came oh, out. Yeah. But we didn't get... Fallen, or, uh, the Jedi Temple Outcasting. I never played it. I, I need to. I- it sounds like I need to play it.
0: Yeah. Oh, you,
2: And the cool thing about it is, Milton, you can design, you get to design, um, your character, right, Chris? Mm. I'm pretty sure.
0: No, that, that was Jedi Academy. Um... Oh, okay. the following oh, okay. game, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Actually, you know what? I was playing Jedi Academy then. Jedi Academy, I was, I was playing through there, because Luke was in that game, too, and you go on missions oh. with him in that game. Um... But, yeah, like Luke, his character, see, it's done well even in video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's it, it, I just I'm really excited to see where they take his character as a whole um, moving forward, you know, just hopefully it's done really well. Like as of right now, they're on a good arc, I feel like, with Luke. Um, and it's just, uh, I feel like it's all uphill. I guess, what's the saying? All downhill from here? It's all going in a good direction, I guess. Whatever that saying is. Yeah, so everybody in the chat, let us know what your favorite
0: Star Wars Luke Skywalker stories are. After the fact, you can let us know. Hey, you can always shout us out on Twitter. using hashtag Outer Rim Transmission. Let us know some of your favorite Luke Skywalker stories. So we don't have a lot of news this week, which is fine, because we took a good hour and a half just talking about Luke Skywalker, and I could do that every week. Until I die, basically, because he's my favorite Star Wars character. So, so much to say about him. But we have some casting news. This is coming to us from... um, Oh, I had to restart my computer, so I don't have my notes in front of me anymore. Uh, This comes to us from, I think, uh, Variety or The Hollywood Reporter. It's one of the two. Christopher Lloyd is going to be back in... Or not be back. For the first time, will be in Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 3. So yes, yeah, so our Back to the Future Three guy. I had just seen him in Nobody, which is a great movie, by the way. It's basically like another John Wick type of movie, but with the guy that plays Saul Goodman and and um, what is it? Breaking Bad. His the character, the actor's name is uh, Bob yeah. Odenkirk. Great movie, yeah. and you have Christopher Lloyd in there. That's like the the crazy like father that is like 80 something years old. That is like shooting shotguns at the end. It's like an Avenger moment. <laughs> so that's what I've seen him in recently, but what are your guys expectations? Do you guys have any idea on what kind of character he could be playing? What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean,
1: look, I like Christopher Lloyd. He's, he's a great actor. I mean, he's obviously doc Brown from back to the future. He was in Dennis the menace as the villain. Uh, he's been in other films that I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but he's a great actor. I honestly wasn't excited about this news just because he's what, 80 something years old in real life. 83. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to be doing any type of action. Uh, is he going to contribute to the story? Yeah. In some way, shape or form. I can see him being used like they did Nick Nolte where they, you know, had like a CGI character or, you know, they use his voice or something. Um, I can see them doing it that way with Christopher Lloyd. I don't, I don't see him, I don't see us seeing his face unless he's just like sitting there talking to a character.
2: Oh, I, I agree with you on that, Milton. I think he's not going to be an action packed character, Mm-mm. but I think, I think I actually just thinking about it on the spot. I think a perfect role for him and I, I'm already picturing it now. I think he's going to be working with, um, oh man, the Camino doc, Dr. Pershing. I bet you he's going to be a doctor, a Camino and doctor yeah. with Dr. Pershing. I really could see that being a role for him. Like sure, I guess it's stereotype, like, hey, he's a scientist, so he's gonna be a scientist in Star Wars, but that would be a perfect role for him. And he wouldn't have to do anything because I mean all the scientists in Star Wars, for what we know, just stand around pretty much. So like I think I think maybe we might see him eventually being a scientist whenever we get to Dr. Pershing's lab or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. um Christopher Lloyd's gonna be one of his other coworkers.
0: Yeah. That could be. That could be interesting. That, that that's a good guess there, Ben. Um, as far as what I think, uh, I I think he could just be like, hey, I think he could be just like a bartender, <laughs> some guy that wrong. just gives them information. Mando's like, hey, how do I how do I find this item or how do I do this? And it's just, he's just an informant of some degree. Or just a friendly face, you
2: know? Well, that... Or unless they want to go real on the nose and kind of kind of reference back to the future in some way or another. Like, have something like... Mando having trouble starting his ship or something. And, you know, Christopher Lloyd helps out with some, like, clever clever thing or whatever. Like, saying how fast the ship has to fly. Or, like, I don't know. Just something, something... I could see something meta being in the show as well. Like, that just because... That's a, uh, I feel like a really common thing with anything nowadays in terms of media. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been pretty quiet. Things have been pretty quiet with any leaks as far as, like, casting. I feel like by this time last year, we were like, okay, we know Boba Fett's going to be in a show. We know that, you know, different Mandalorians, we know that Ahsoka Tano's going to be in it. Like, it was crazy how many characters, like, got leaked beforehand. And so far, I guess they kind of figured how to keep the you know the lid on the jar a little bit tighter this time around. Yeah. Oh, good.
1: I mean, Definitely. absolutely. I mean, they, they, Star Wars knows what they're doing. Come on, they they know.
2: <laughs> well, see, it makes it, it always makes me wonder too. Like these quote unquote leaks, I really wonder if they're leaks or if they just release it on purpose to just gauge fan reaction and then adjust. Like that. That's what I always wonder when it comes to some of these leaks, because it's like. Are these really straight-up leaks? Like, do you really have a mole in your company? Or is it just, hey, Kathy calling up someone at PR saying, hey, uh, leak this out to the variety today for us. Like, it always makes me wonder something like that as well. Um, because, mm-hmm. you, you, I mean, you do, have, you do have other leakers. Like, you know, you have Star Wars Newsnet and uh, Making Star Wars and people like that that, you know, know people that leak. But I feel like when you have big leaks from like the Hollywood Reporter and Variety, it's like it makes me wonder, like, is it just Star Wars calling those companies saying, hey, leak this for us?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. That whole culture how that happens. It's like, just put it out officially to some degree. I don't know. Just like, hey, we got these actors playing these characters. Oh, well.
2: Well, well, that's the big thing. I, I mean, we have talked about it for I feel like years now, ever since we started this podcast. Like, when it comes to Star Wars, like, just communicate. Like, if uh, instead of Variety putting this out, why not why not Star Wars do a little two minute interview with Christopher Lloyd on their YouTube channel announcing it? Like, I think that would be a lot more fun for the fans than than just oh Variety put it out or Hollywood Reporter put it out or whoever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish Star Wars would control the news like that because then that would help them so much and then in comparison like i feel like a lot of the marvel news under i mean you know we're in the same company here i feel like a lot of the marvel news actually comes from marvel related people or accounts mm-hmm. not not specifically hollywood reporter or those things like it's mm-hmm. literally like the marvel twitter account tweeting out hey we casted this person or whatever yeah. or yeah. one of the or one of the or one of the directors going hey we hey guys uh uh, like James Gunn going, hey guys, look at so it's whoever and whoever and whoever's concept art, we're doing these for you know, the next movie like like those type of things are coming from Marvel and then here's Star Wars, they're like now let's just leak it out, like why not just mm-hmm. let, um, who's an example, like let Bryce Dallas Howard like for example, I, I guess you can't leak out Mace Windu because that's too huge but why not um, like say this, if Bryce Dallas Howard's going to be the one doing Christopher Lloyd's couple episodes that he's in why not have her announce it versus someone else, versus an outside source? Like I just I mm. just wish Star Wars would control their own narrative like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Their marketing is always questionable, and we'll probably always say that way with the ways that things have been going. Um, <laughs> now, this one I called out Milton on. It's the last story of the week here. It's the one I called out Milton on because he's Going on about how cool his office looks and about how in some of his calls he's got his mm. prevalent Boba Fett helmet in the background, which is always pretty badass if you ask me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a Boba Fett helmet. What do you think about that? Um, Lego has gone ahead and revealed three new Lego diorama sets, uh, which are really neat. There, if you could look on, you know, StarWars.com, they have a Dagobah Luke training scene with Yoda. You have a really cool like side angle shot of the death star trench run and you also have the death star trash compactor what i really like about these is they're very compressed and they're they almost look like the the adult version of legos if you will because it's like a nice collector item it's like you have the stand it has like the scene and it has like the the dialogue there on the on the stand And it just looks really cool because you have these, like, very self-contained little, like, vignettes of scenes. And some of them are cool, at least the one I see, like, interactive. Like, you can actually, like, push the walls closer and closer together. And then you see flip around (laughs) and you see, like, the droids on the other end connecting. I don't know if the ship one. I really like the one with with the fighters in the trench because it's, like everything's miniaturized but it's from a side angle so it looks like you're playing a side scroller video game or something like they all have that kind of appearance um but yeah these would look really great like in your background of your various uh video conferences or something Milton
1: (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah and for those who don't know like I said you're listening I do have a shelf behind my desk where that Boba Fett helmet is there with various other Star Wars items that I showed the boys um and I probably need to add something new. And I think I actually should get, like, a mini, like, Lego set. I think that would be very – I think it'd be cool just because it'd be nice to have one in my office. Not anyone in my office has a Lego set, you know. So I, I could be the first one to say that. So I think when I go to my next toy collectible show, which should be coming up in the next couple of weeks, if they have a miniature Lego set, I would say about this big, I might consider getting one and putting one together and put it in my office.
0: Yeah. Now, which one of the three would you buy? If you can only choose one. Which what, List the three again for me. You got a Dago Boss set with Yoda's Hut, R2, uh-huh. Yoda, Luke. You got the Death Star Trench Run with two tie miniature TIE fighters, and uh-huh. the X Wing. And you have the Trash Compactor with all of our usual suspects Chewie, Le- uh, Chewie Han, Luke, the droids, Leia. Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm going with the trench run. That 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 that's mm-hmm. that describes me. That that needs to be in there. Yeah. I, I can put it probably next to the helmet or I can put it next to the uh the Star Wars um postcards that I still have wrapped up that are still in there. I haven't taken those out yet. So I can sit them next to that if I purchase that type of uh set. Yeah.
0: Because the way I would I would decide on that one too, just simply from the unique factor. Like I feel like we've gotten sets of like Yoda's hut and stuff before now i would be uh, up against the 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 trash compactors simply because of the playability of like hey look at i can like when i show somebody the set i could be like hey look and it does this and i can like crush them together that's that's a lot of fun playability but like you can't beat like the two tie fighters in the in the x-wing i'm looking at Oh facts just like looks so cool yeah it like i
1: said it's dope i i mean lego I think, look, we've all been fans of Lego when we were children and even as adults. You, again, you guys like the video games. I don't, I like the actual like toys, you know, if, if I mean, God forbid if someone, if someone paid me to play with Legos all day, I think I would take that job just saying, because mm-hmm. Legos are awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think having a miniature Lego set in, in any type of capacity of you, of your work will be dope because that brings back a lot of good memories for people. You know, mm-hmm. Lego is very much a very positive thing for children and for adults, unless you were one of those weirdo kids that ate them all the time, you know, and choked to death. <laughs> but, you know, Lego has always been positive to, to me and most adults I know. So it's like, hey, why not have something like that in your office? I think it's very professional. It's very classy. And it's kind of like it's useful. You know what I'm saying? It brings, it brings a lot of
2: usefulness to the office or to the environment that you're in. Oh, exactly. That's the big thing, Milton, when it comes to uh, the Lego sets and even Star Wars as a whole. Like, I feel like a lot of people get in this attitude of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm in my 20s or in my 30s or in my 40s. And that means I can't do like have these like little fun things anymore, like Lego sets or video games or whatever. And it's like, what's stopping people from that? Like, like, why do you have to become a curmudgeon grouchy old adult? Like, just have fun with your life. And, like, those type of... These type of, like, Lego sets are awesome, especially because, you know, they're iconic moments. Like, the trash compactor. Everybody right. always... You'll remember that. The 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 trench run, you'll remember, remember that. Of course, Dagobah, you'll remember all that. Like, those are iconic moments. And um, I just think those type of things, um, even for, like, an office space like yours, like, a little trench run um set up there on your shelf like that would be yeah. cool just because it's like hey everybody remembers that like if anybody's seen the original star wars which there's a good chance people working in an office you know they're in their 30s 40s whatever 50s they've seen a new hope so like they'll go oh i remember when that happened that's that's yeah. really cool you have a little a little lego set up yeah. like this for sure
0: there you go um Again, I love looking at this stuff, but I just don't have any room, as you guys can tell from my background. You might
1: have to get a storage unit or something at this point, Chris.
0: Yeah, I need, I, need, I need to unbox a bunch of Black Series figures, but the problem is I haven't done so because, well, where am I going to put them? I just got to put the other ones yeah. in storage, and I keep telling myself that. Um, I already I already got to pat myself on the back just from simply getting, getting those comics I was talking about organized. I know they were sitting there for a month, right. so... Work on one thing at a time and one step closer to maybe dragging out the old uh, bins there from 30 years ago to <laughs> 20 years ago to put some stuff back in there. Um, but yeah, so another fun show where we didn't have a lot to talk about news, but that's perfectly fine because these discussions we have on various things in Star Wars, such as Luke Skywalker's many stories, is always something that when it comes down to Star Wars fans, this is the stuff we live for. It's just having long, in-depth discussions about stuff that we love and what we enjoy. And that's what brings us together as Star Wars fans. So thanks, guys, for for joining me tonight. I know we had some technical difficulties. Some of you are probably wondering (laughs) why we weren't going live. And that's why I try to stress most of the time around 9 o'clock Eastern. Usually by 9.30, if something goes wrong, I'm going to just put it out there somehow. Even if you can't see my face like what happened earlier, but I'm happy I was able to kind of ad hoc put this thing together at the end. So there you go. You audio listeners don't have to worry about that. But if you ever do want to chime in, like I said, 9 o'clock Eastern, Fridays is when you can see us here on YouTube.com. If you want to go ahead and download the show, go ahead. And we would love to see some more support. On the podcast side of things. So if you're on the way to the gym, if you're just going to the shopping market, whatever, go ahead and download us. And uh, you can find us on any kind of Spotify, Google playlist, any kind of Apple or whatever. You'll find us somewhere. And if you can't find us somewhere, let me know. And I'll try to figure out how I can fix that for everybody out there. Go ahead and rate us as well. You can do that on Spotify. Now, please give us a five out of five star ranking, if you could, that'll help us be more visible for more listeners in the future. Um, so, what are you guys up to this week? I know we can find Ben at Real Ben Maynard on Twitter. We can find Milton at Milton Weber Seven on Twitter. What are you guys going to be talking about this week? Um, oh, for me, oh, okay, go go first, Ben. I got you.
2: Okay, um, for me, I you know, I it's nice. I'm home alone for a week, so it's just nice. I can just kind of chill. Like just don't have to deal with anybody. So it's nice just being being by myself. Just So I'm going to be tonight, actually, when we get done with this podcast, I'm probably going to actually meal prep tonight because it's like, oh, hey, I don't have to worry about anybody sleeping. So I can just meal prep, get it done with, and then uh, go about my weekend. So I'm probably going to meal prep after this podcast and uh, yeah, probably just kind of play some video games. I'm probably going to rewatch the first episode of the Halo series because I absolutely loved it, thought it was great. Anybody that's seen Halo or even just wants to Check out a new kind of sci-fi action series. Be sure to check that on out on Paramount Plus. Like that is yeah. a great show, and, and like,
0: it's doing very well for Paramount. I was seeing they 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 put out an article <laughs> in Deadline saying it's the it's the most popular Paramount shows ever been, and that's saying a yep. lot considering oh. that they have the entire Star Trek franchise yeah. on there, and it still hasn't done as good as Halo. So that says a lot. Yep. I know it got renewed for season two. I've also watched this show. I really like it a lot. I want to say I love it, but I'm not quite there yet with one episode. I, I do have some misgivings about the episode. But overall, a video game story like Halo, yeah, you can expect it's a more generic storyline. But they actually paid homage pretty well. And uh, I'll, I'll keep things short because this isn't a Halo podcast. But I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to the next episode. I'll say that.
2: Oh yeah, it was excellent. And then um, just one other thing to throw out for our listeners, and hey, to remind both of you even, I just looked at the date. We are exactly two months away from Kenobi, from today. Two months from today, we are. It's Kenobi, yep. May twenty yep. fifth. So we are in, in the end game. We're getting closer. So that, uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. And then you know, you you're heading down to Celebration, and yep. Hopefully you'll get to see even more than just the first episode.
0: Oh, man. Like right now I'd be sitting probably at a giant auditorium watching the episode with a million star Wars, a thousand Star Wars fans. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, come on. That's such a softball. Like, and just, the cast. And yeah, the cast. Yeah, just have like a cool like Wednesday night experience where it's like the Ewan walks out and in Hayden and I would just like everybody would lose their minds and people would have like heart attacks because they would be like oh my gosh no, no 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 hopefully nobody has heart attacks but you know what i mean um <laughs> but yeah I, i'm getting ready i'm, I'm kind of doing my planning like they they did announce the first guest for celebration by the way this week i didn't mention that we have uh ian mcdermott we have uh Soka herself ashley eckstein we have doug cheng we have Anthony Daniels. So for right now, it's the usual suspects. These people tend to show up at every celebration. So nothing shocking yet, but I'm sure we're going to get updates probably almost every week. Cause like we know we're about only two months. There's a lot more stuff for them than announced. So we're looking forward to that. I know there was a report that came out earlier this week. Games beat said that the, basically the Jedi fallen order two trailers dropping, at Celebration, which, I mean, what else would they be showing besides that? That's when the first one appeared. So, yes, a bunch of real quick stories I gave to you guys in my outro. Um, but, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. A lot a lot of cool stuff to look forward to.
1: Yeah, so, um, for my weekend, honestly, I'm hanging out with some friends this weekend. Uh, I'm doing some family stuff. I always do my, my workouts and my fitness stuff. I'm on top of that. So, if you guys follow me on mostly on instagram if you follow me on instagram at all you're gonna see that but nah this weekend's gonna be chill man um actually what i need to do star wars related is start rewatching the clone wars again because my brother and i want uh, he's been getting back into it he just says how great it is and i'm thinking you're not wrong so i need to get back into watching clone wars so i might binge some of that on sunday
0: Yes, that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, I I've started watching a couple of the episodes with my girlfriend, and uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, oh, real quick, I'm actually this is like a live thing I'm doing right now. Um, they just put out the panel schedule, and this might pertain to P- Milton for the uh, what is this the the, the 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 convention I was talking about? Oh, the Fan, oh, the Fan Philly, Philly. I'm looking to yeah. see if there's any Star Wars panels. Oh, there's some pretty big names here. Um, Oh, there's no rematch. There's a Carl's Weather. Carl Weather's Q&A. That's 6 p.m. on Friday. I know this is riveting, riveting podcasting as I'm live searching through the <laughs> panelists because I've been checking every day and they hadn't updated it yet. So we have a Carl. I'm going to talk about all the Star Wars stuff happening. So Carl Weather's has a panel Friday. Uh, There's also a panel with Steve Bloom, who does the voice of Zeb on Friday. Uh so please bear with me here because holy crap there's a there's a lot of programming here. I know that um uh, Dark Nerdy Gonzo said April 10th they're in Woodbridge or some kind of toy event if you guys are in a tri-state area, you might want to check that out. And up oh, there's uh the 501st Legion there's a um a a panel there introducing them. That's on Saturday. That that would be April 9th. April so 9th, April yeah. April 8th uh, which is Friday is gonna have Carl Weathers It's gonna also have um Steve Bloom. Um looking through uh looking through, looking through. They actually had they actually had um the guy that played Darth Maul one year there. The, um not not the original the original actor. Oh not Sam Oh Warwick. you mean the
1: voice the voice actor. It's like Peter Serafinowitz or something. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Ray Park. Ray Park was there before. Ray, oh, oh, Ray oh okay. Oh, the voice. Oh, here we go. We got the Big Now When panel on Saturday at 2 o'clock. Nice. So, um, look it through. I think there is like one or two more Star Wars celebrities that were on the list. Um, and then I'm going to have to go to Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been looking this up when we were doing this but I didn't realize they updated it alright let's see if Sunday so it looks like so far at this, this is in Philadelphia from April uh, April 8th to April 10th so it's literally in two weeks yeah. um, so it's looking like right now there is Star Wars people on Friday and Saturday so if you're looking for something to do that weekend Go ahead, check it out. I've I've had a good time at the Philly Comic Con. It's right there in Center City, Philly, downtown Philly. Um, I know they're being taken over this time around. That used to be Wizard World, but it's actually owned by Fan Expo, who is largely done conventions in Canada. Um, up in Toronto, they've done like Fan Expo. My friend Dominic from Star Wars Underworld um, knows a lot about this organizer. So apparently, they're pretty good. Um, so I'll be there. I, I'm gonna iron out my plans i I'm definitely gonna be there Saturday to do the big Not Wen panel unfortunately Friday I can't be there because I'll be working so there you go I know milton you're you're still uh deciding um no, i've been I've been looking
1: going. like so I still got to figure out some things for scheduling wise but I'm can really considering it.
0: yeah especially with the big not Wen. I'm gonna try to shoot over uh, I'm gonna try to work a half day that day and try to be there by 12 or one o'clock at the at the absolute right. latest now that I know she's gonna be there so that should be fun. Um, so, yeah, that was a very, very long drawn-out outro. So, for, sorry for the, the audio listeners, like, what is going on here? What is he dragging us out for so long? <laughs> but uh, I think with that, we already did the plugs. Go ahead and let us know your thoughts on your favorite Star Wars, uh, on your favorite Luke Skywalker stories. And we'll be back next week, same time, same place, roughly, around 9 o'clock Eastern. Thanks, everybody, for watching. For Ben, for Milton, for I, Chris, aka Star Raptor. Thank you for watching, and may the force be with you always and transmission.